Hello, and welcome to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. I'm Harmony Harkema, and my co-hosts are Annie Carlson and Heather Gerwing. We are three ordinary homeschooling moms with nine kids ranging in age from early elementary to high school, and our homeschools are anything but Pinterest perfect. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, a new homeschooler, or just homeschool curious, we want to encourage you in your homeschooling journey and offer you practical tips and tools to make your homeschooling life easier and more fun. We're so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Relatable Homeschoolers. Today, Harmony, Annie, and myself will be talking about all of our favorite things for homeschooling. All right, ladies, I know we've been excited getting ready for this episode. What are some of your favorite things, Harmony? Oh, goodness. This is probably going to sound like a trite or obvious response, but my favorite things are libraries. My two libraries are probably my top two things. And by libraries, I mean kids library and mom's library. Um, For my kids library, that is my collection of books for them. So not just books that we've used for homeschool, although I do try to keep as many of our curriculum books as I can because my kids go back to them over and over again. So even though it's an investment, I buy most of our curriculum used. I buy off of Abe Books or some of the other used book sites that we have talked about in previous episodes. And I try to keep as many of our books as I can because they return to them and they make connections Um, from year to year, new curriculum, they're making connections to past things we've read. But then I also try to pick up books that I know they will enjoy. New picture books, classic picture books, compilations, so fairy tales and fables, and even some of the up-to-date books like Brave Girl Stories and things like that, but also Newbery Winners. So lots of chapter books, things that I enjoyed as a kid and things I haven't also haven't read, but maybe that have won the Newbery since then, or that have been recommended by some when I trust like Sarah McKenzie or Jim Trelease or someone like that. And so I keep a constantly growing library so that they always have something new to read or a favorite book to return to again and again. And that just keeps them reading. They're both really bookish kids, but I think that's just from constantly being exposed to books and having books available and also me, you know, reading to them and they see me read. So we try Mm -hmm. to develop that habit in our household. So I just think investing in books for yourself, even though we have the library handy, we go to the library frequently, we still have a lot of books in our home and it creates that environment of just constantly wanting to learn. I like how you incorporated all the books in your entire (laughs) home under the umbrella of my library. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I said it's kind of trite and obvious, but I do I do know that there are families who really try to homeschool by buying as little as possible because mm-hmm. they're on a really tight budget or you know they just don't they don't want lack, lack of space for lack some of space yeah, yeah lack of space is, it can be a big thing and I dedicate a lot of space there are books in every room in our house so mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind that but I've always been that person who made room for books I just advocate for owning mm-hmm. your own books and you know those libraries book sales are a great place to oh get. I love you know, these book sales big, big oh my gosh books from the library for like 10 bucks I know, you know? I still I have not hit one Annie like you have described what was it like uh, you paid by the pound or something we pay a mm-hmm. dollar a pound that's crazy I have got entire collections of classics for 
20 bucks because they weighed 20 pounds. It's wonderful to turn my kids loose in the kids book section and I'll give them a bag Mm -hmm. because all the kid books are light, you know, so they can fill with whatever they want. And I don't stand there and, you know, read through it and make sure it's good quality, whatever. Even if they're just attracted to the cover, I don't care. Take it home. Mm -hmm. If we don't like it when we get home, we'll donate it back to the sale. Yep. Used book sales are a really cheap way to let your kids pull what interests them, what grab their eye. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you walk into a Barnes and Noble or or uh, another type of bookstore and it's $22 for that kid book. And you're right, thinking, oh right. my gosh, take them to a used book sale, a used bookstore and mm-hmm. turn them loose. Mm-hmm. I, now well, that my kids are older, I tell them mom will pay for the first $10. So I'll pay for the first 10 pounds and then you got to pay for the rest because my son would bankrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> so I paid for the first 10 bucks. But I do the same thing. I walk around that sale and, oh, this looks good. Oh, I've heard somebody, a friend of mine like that author, I throw it in my bag. I mm-hmm. don't have any late fees. I paid a buck for that book, if, especially if it's a paperback. I probably paid 50 cents. It can sit on my shelf for three years. I don't have any late fees and it's there when I need it. How many times have you, lady, bought a book that you've already owned? Oh, multiple oh times. too many. <laughs> But you know what I do with that, Heather? I have a stack of books because obviously if I bought it twice, I must like it. I'll buy my favorite books and that's Mm. what I gift people. Mm -hmm. And people say to me all the time because they know I'm a big reader. I'm going on vacation. Do you have a couple books that you could recommend? Here, Mm -hmm. here's two excellent ones I can recommend with confidence. I have to put in a plug for this app. It's called Library Thing. And because of the buying multiple copies, I had a friend tell me about this and I've started using it. It scans the barcode on the back of your book. And if it doesn't recognize the barcode, you can type in like the Mm -hmm. ISBN number or the title or whatever, and it will categorize your books into a library and you can give them different labels, different shelves, but it's really fast and you don't have to organize them Mm -hmm. initially. So I gave my girls the job of scanning all our books and they're not done yet, but get to get them into a library so that if we are somewhere and I'm like, I don't know if we have this book, I can pull up library thing and see if we've got it. Already. Okay. I have that same app. And I, well, I don't know if it's the same exact one, but my, cause mine says lib ib l i b i b yours is okay. different okay yeah so i did it when we moved in here and i was unboxing everything and mm. putting them on the shelves i just scanned everything is um, there a limit on those no i don't think so because like harmony said i can have different libraries within the app you know if you I mean? can go back and categorize them afterward you can just mm-hmm. get them all into your library first and you can pull it up on the computer too like you can go to their website oh. and pull it up yeah. but you can scan on the app just using your camera it'll mm-hmm. read the barcode say is this the book yep and yep. there you go you're done yeah. so it's super fast but it has prevented me from rebuying already a couple of times I'm oh, like oh no I too. already have a copy of this me because, too for sure because yep. sometimes I don't know because I have bought so many things mm-hmm. at library sales and it might be something that Lily hasn't read yet you know it's just sitting there waiting all right so Harmony we've covered books your home library for your kids and your mom library for you were you yes. gonna band on the mom library yeah a just the bit? mom the mom library by that I mean my homeschool library of books on homeschooling or on parenting that motivate me and help encourage me. And I, there are a lot of books I return to over and over again for motivation and inspiration, just because I need that on a regular basis. So those, those matter because they help scaffold me as a homeschooling Mm -hmm. mom. 
So yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And your third thing, Harmony, would be what? I think memberships. And by memberships, I mean local memberships. So, and in Memphis, we had several memberships too. We belonged to the zoo, the botanic gardens, the nature center, the local history museum. And we've done some of the same thing here already. We've already bought a membership to Frederick Meyer Gardens, which is the local botanic gardens, which is also a sculpture park, and then the local nature center. And having places to go out in the community where you can go as often as you want. If we just happen to have a free afternoon or a couple of hours to spend, we can go and I don't have to pay for a ticket. So it pays Mm -hmm. for itself usually within the first visit and a half or two visits. And then you can just go freely. So those are an investment that I really value because they get us out into our local community Mm -hmm. and interacting with the spaces around us. That's great. Mm -hmm. Some of those memberships are transferable. Yes. When we had memberships to our local zoo, that got mm-hmm. us into zoos around the country. Gardens are the same way. Usually it's like you have to be more than 50 miles from your local. When we moved from Tennessee, my botanic gardens membership in Tennessee got us into Meyer Gardens. However long it lasted until it expired we right. a few times. And then we yeah. bought a membership here. Same so, thing. We have a, like a science yeah. museum here and it got our whole family because we have the family membership. It got our whole family into a science museum down in Dallas. And we had... What was it? The um, just our zoo membership here got us into this like fabulous nature center down in Dallas when we were visiting family. So definitely they are worth the investment. And there's a couple of websites that help with that. We can link to them in the show notes. There's a zoo website and then a gardens mm-hmm. and the museums. That'd be great. All right, Annie, you're up. What are some of your favorite things for homeschooling? Well, I have had the same pencil sharpener since Jana was like three years old, at least 10 years. And it is a school smart pencil sharpener. I saw it on a homeschooling blog 10 years ago and it said, this is the best pencil sharpener. Don't waste your money on anything else. And I had been wasting my money on other (laughs) pencil sharpeners. And I thought, well, there it is. So I bought it and they were absolutely right. I will absolutely link that in the show notes because colored pencils, writing pencils, drawing pencils, Mm -hmm. all the pencils have been shoved into that thing. Those mm-hmm. ones with the horrible plastic coating that will oh. kill other pencil sharpeners. They yes. they don't even make it through the front door. I too have a favorite sharpener. I won't list it as one of mine, but I will share that mine is the Exacto School Pro sharpener. We can link that too. And you'll have two options of favorite sharpeners. I'm not going to say that a homeschool is saved by the type of pencil sharpener you have. But I will say that nothing can ruin a day faster than a bad pencil sharpener. Because there is no hope of salvaging math when you can't sharpen your pencil. That is the truth. The meltdown is epic. So I love this pencil sharpener. And we have dropped it. I believe the uh, shavings cup is taped together because I (laughs) dropped it. That was a mom fail. I dropped it and cracked the shavings cup and it's been taped together. Still works. My second one is a Starbucks gift card. We live and I'm not you know, saying Starbucks is the answer here. I'm saying fancy coffee. Mm. What, whatever your favorite fancy coffee place is. I live 50 miles from any sort of fancy coffee. I live with a farmer, so it is Folgers in the morning in this house. It is a great <laughs> treat when I have to go to a big city to be able to swing into a Starbucks or a Caribou or our local coffee places and get a fancy coffee. 
And then I can enjoy it on my hour drive home. Really, it's just a wonderful little treat. And Mm -hmm. so he loads up uh, a gift card for me for Christmas. We stopped and got coffee the other day and I used my gift card and there's only like $2 left. Oh. And uh, so he's like, oh, good hint. So uh, (laughs) I don't care if he gets me one for every holiday. Doesn't matter. My birthday, just get me one. And so I would go with the Starbucks gift card for my second thing. And my third thing, slightly abstract, but I think you guys will understand where I'm coming from. The gift of time. As the parent who is in charge of the homeschooling, we are with our kids a lot. Now, I love my children. I love spending mm-hmm. time with them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to send them away for their education. I want to be but with you, them. But you still need a break. Oh, you do. And it just makes those times together so much sweeter when you have that respite, when you have that little break. And so when John will say, hey, I'm going to take the kids fishing. Why don't you relax for the evening? Oh. <gasps> when he takes them and does something or says to me, we're going to work on this. Why don't you, you know, call a friend and go out for supper or meet somebody, go for a walk or something. So just the gift of time mm-hmm. is super important to me. Sometimes it's random and, and spontaneous and other times we plan for it and this is your weekend away. Mm-hmm. So my third one is time, finding time. Yeah, that's great. I remember when my kids were little and well, so we're going back years, but Take your kid to work day was my favorite day of the school year. (laughs) And Annie, I will even not even Starbucks, but I would not be able to get through my homeschool day without my coffee. So (laughs) that is a major priority in uh, my daily homeschooling. I have a little beverage station when we moved Mm -hmm. into our new house. There was like a niche in the dining room with some shelves. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And I was like, oh a coffee area. And so mm-hmm. I have my co- my coffee, my electric tea kettle, and then I have a cupboard next to it full of tea and coffee supplies. And it's all right there. And there's Eli even put up mug hooks for me. So I have my little coffee station and that is like such a pleasure. It's those mm-hmm. little things that it keep is. you going and you mm-hmm. know, life is in the small stuff and hot, yep. drink, hot drinks when you need them make mm-hmm. all the difference. Mm-hmm. Every fall when I buy school supplies for the kids, I make sure and get some mom supplies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just think like, okay, what do I need for this year? What what can, you know, perk my spirits on a random Tuesday. And so one year I got myself a Yeti tumbler mm-hmm. and then had a friend make me a few stickers or ordered mm-hmm. some stickers to put on it. And then last year I got myself a literary t-shirt and it's a stack of books and it says well-read. I ordered some nice pens another year, like just something that Mm -hmm. I could use and say, this is for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Going along your lines, Annie, about the sharpener and how, you know, a bad sharpener can ruin your day. I really think it begins with the pencils itself. Oh, amen, sister. (laughs) And a bad pencil can ruin your homeschool day. That is why I no longer allow any free pencils to enter my home. I would say one of my favorite things is the Ticonderoga pencils. And I have a system 
So I get the pack of yellow pencils for my kids and I get the black pencils, the black Ticonderoga pencils for myself. That way my kids know, don't touch mom's pencils. That's so smart. (laughs) My pencils are always sharpened in my sharpener. You know what I mean? I don't have to be like, where's my pencil? Because they know mine are the black and you don't touch them. So well, yours are a step ahead of mine because mine deliberately try to steal my pencils. <laughs> I would say my second thing is my homeschool planner. Fell in love a couple of years ago with the Mardell. It's called a simple plan homeschool planner. I get one for myself, which is like the teacher's planner and even their student planners. My girls have used those for a couple of years and they really like them. So um, I would just say that the pencils and the homeschool planners and then my Third is, it's kind of like two things in one, but I'm going to go with our Echo Dots from Amazon. So the Alexa Echo Dot, and they're twofold. One, we use them as intercoms in our house, which has helped a lot since we moved from a little ranch to a bigger two-story house. It helps me communicate better with my kids. But two, we also have the Spotify like premium accounts and I think music. We just use them for music throughout our house. And so that is like my primary reason, just having music in our homeschool and having it so easily accessible by just saying, hey, Alexa, play and, you know, whatever comes out of our mouths and she'll say, okay, and she'll play those songs. So just the readily available music that that provides for our family in our homeschool days. So I hope you all have enjoyed hearing about our favorite things. We will close our episode with what is currently bringing us joy in our homeschool. So Annie, I'll start with you. What is bringing you joy in your homeschool? I am going to share a bit of curriculum, which might seem strange. Like Annie curriculum really is bringing you joy. We do like a kind of a living history type approach to history. I don't do a formal history curriculum. Um, We kind of discuss it and read books and stuff. We don't, I don't use a formal one, but I thought like, it just felt like there was an, an element of geography that was missing. I mean, we have a globe and maps, but just the element of map reading and understanding a compass rose and latitude and longitude, those sorts of skills. Mm-hmm. And so I found at a homeschool conference a couple years ago, uh, daily geography, and I'll link this in the show notes and it's grades one through six. It's just three little worksheets a week. And just teaches those practical geography type skills in a gentle way, in an interesting, engaging way. And I've seen my kids really increase their cartography knowledge and do more exploring through maps and atlases on their own because we have used that. So I'll link to that in the show notes. It's called Daily Geography. Very fun. Thank you. And Harmony, what about you? Talked about our new home and the land that we live on and things like that. And I mentioned that we have baby chicks we're raising. So we got a really interesting surprise this spring, which... I kind of had thought would happen, but I wasn't sure there's a area in our back pasture where the, there's kind of a depression in the woods. And it looked like it had that sort of a swampy look to it. It was fully dry, but it was the way the trees looked. I said to my husband, I bet there's going to be a pond there in the spring. So yes, we have a vernal pond, which will go away and dry up in the summer. 
because that's what it did last year. But right now it is full of frogs and ducks are nesting there. And so it's really cool to go back there and see this wildlife that we know is temporary that is only here for the spring. So we're kind of hoping for turtles. We haven't actually seen any yet, but definitely frog song like crazy. It's been really neat to see that pond appear and we're just kind of watching it to see how long it lasts and, and what happens. So that's something to kind of look forward to every spring with the changing seasons. That's funny because mine's very similar. I was going to say just plants in general outside, because again, we're in a new house as well. And so I don't know what's here. And so Mm, we're beginning to experience what is coming up, but then also house plants, because I only had one plant in my other house. I just was afraid of them. Okay. I did not have a good track with plants and Ladies, I'm up to eight house plants and cool. I love them. I love them. I I faithfully take care of them each week and they do. They just bring me joy when I see them. And I think my kids are even enjoying them too. Like, you know, when I brought them home each time, I, it's like I'm bringing a new thing into the house, like a new baby home, right? They're like, oh, another plant, you know? So it's been fun taking I care to, of those. I'll have to get home. some advice from you because I've always been afraid of house plants too. And I would like to have some. A uh, happy, happy house plant on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> She's uh, been uh, giving me information and like totally changing like how to care for plants. Like, yeah, totally revolutionizing that. But yeah, we have uh, just had daffodils come up outside too. And so, yeah, I'm still like unsure of some things. I'm like, I'm not sure what you're going to be. Or, you know, like even yesterday, my husband and I were walking around. I'm like, it feels like I need to, you know, how something's dying. You got to like take it out and the new stuff comes in. Like there's new stuff coming in, but I'm like, this dead stuff is not budging. Like, I don't know what to do with it. And I don't know what you're going to be. And so it's just fun. It's, you know, seeing all that come to life. So I recommend Monty Don and he has a book called The Complete Gardener, which will walk you through like all of that, when to deadhead, what to do. And he has a, he has a TV show and I think you can find his videos on YouTube. He's a great gardening resource, especially for like annuals and perennials. Cause some things you really are supposed to leave alone until they're fully dead. Yeah. And you don't have to dig them up. Like your daffodils, you don't have to dig those up. They should come back on their own next year. Yeah. Yeah. So Monty Don. All right, ladies, this has been so much fun talking about our favorite things. Thanks for joining me. And we look forward to being with you again real soon. You've been listening to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find links to all the books and resources we mention on the show at our website, therelatablehomeschoolers.com. We would love to hear your homeschooling questions. You can email us at therelatablehomeschoolers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Relatable Homeschoolers. We'd love it if you leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. It only takes a minute and we'll ensure more homeschooling mamas get to hear our show. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, happy homeschooling schooling.